0: Visit roberthalf.com today. Europa League second leg quarterfinals. We have Nico Cantor, host of The Golasso Show, and Jimmy Conrad, of course, as we preview Thursday's action. Que Golazo Europa League preview begins right now. Hey Kegolazo listeners, the baseball season is here and if you want to dominate your fantasy baseball leagues, then you should be listening to fantasy baseball today in five. Stay up to date with all the latest news, waiver wire advice, pitchers to stream and hear which players of the hot starts are actually good in just five minutes or less. Download and follow anywhere you listen to this podcast, fantasy baseball today in five. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Que Go lasso our Europa League preview. Jimmy Conrad, how are you, my friend?
2: I am very good. Thank you for asking. And I'm very excited about these four games in the second leg here of the quarterfinals because they're all a little tricky. And I'm very curious to get your guys' thoughts.
0: Well, you know what I'm really excited about? Uh, today is a South American sandwich because it Jimmy, <laughs> the U.S. international in the middle and next to me, Next to us, joining us for the very first time, live from London, Nico Cantor from the Golazo
1: Show. Nico, how are you, my friend? Luis, Jimmy, thank you guys for having me. Well, it's it's finally to be. It's finally great to be on one of your podcasts, Luis. I mean, you've got my dad on here before. You've got a lot of. I, I'm like all the way down on the list oh, to finally yeah. be on a on a Golasso pod. So I finally made the cut, which is <laughs> the great part. And Jimmy, for you guys that are not watching him but hearing us he's wearing a boca jersey to to represent so the south american sandwich is like a full south american sandwich because you know you on the outside you got a peruvian and argentinian and in the middle you got a american wearing a boca jersey
2: so i i i I, i'm the the gringo queso let's be honest you know what i mean he's the gringo
0: El yeah. queso gringo, uh, but absolutely. Listen, Nico. No, okay. We're saving the best for last. We had to amp yes. you up, make so it. So
1: Lasso ends here. This is the last. This is it. Thank you, everybody, podcast. for listening. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna George Costanzo and absolutely retire. This is it. Uh, but anyway, Nico Cantor, everybody, Paramount Plus, CBS Sports, the Golasso Show, uh, the long distant cousin of Keigo Lasso. Actually, I think it's like. If this was a Thanksgiving, right? Uh, que Golasso would be like, you know, the, the motorcycle I dropped out of college uh, sibling. And the Golasso show is like, you know, the CEO of like a really big company with the beautiful supermodel wife. We're, we're a mess and they're amazing. And I think that's what it, but finally, but
1: we're, we're all still together. Friends. But we're still <laughs> friends, right? We're
0: still. Of course, f-
2: of course. Of course we're family, we're family. <laughs> (laughs)
0: We're absolutely still family. But anyway, welcome everybody to the Europa League preview. Jimmy Conrad, Nico Cantor. And we're going to talk about, obviously, the Europa League second leg. And it's getting really interesting. Of course, we have Arsenal against Slavia Prague. We have Villarreal, Dinamo Zagreb, Manchester United against Granada and Roma against Ajax. And Jimmy, let's begin straight away. Where do you want to start? Because we really want to get into these.
2: Uh, it's up to you. I guess Manchester United-Granada is where my list starts at the top. I thought that Manchester United, obviously, coming back from a goal down against Tottenham on the weekend, scoring three to create a seven-point cushion for them at the top, or not the top, but in second place, because City's running away with this thing. I have a very good performance. Um, they did all the hard work in this one, in leg one, 2-0 in Spain against a very good Granada team who had yet to lose uh, in the first leg, at least in the knockout rounds at home. My only concern for United is just some injuries, some suspensions. Martial continues to be hurt. Luke Shaw's out. Uh, Maguire's going to be out due to suspension. McTominay, Baye probably won't be ready. Rashford, they're going to have to decide whether he plays or not. He scored a, a tremendous first goal in the first leg. And obviously, there's a lot of these secondary narratives that are happening because some of these guys are trying to earn their spot onto the English national team for the Euros. Rashford is there. I think he'll be fine, but but it does help when you're continuing to play and play well and be healthy. So I don't know if he'll be risked in this one. They got Burnley on the weekend. Cavani's kind of in that same boat. Lindelof misses leg one of the semifinals if they go through, if he gets a yellow in this one. So I feel like as a center back, he's going to play a little bit more conservatively. So I don't know. It's interesting. Maybe you rest Bruno Fernandez here. Ole Gunnar's come out and said that he's going to rest some players. He always says that, but never does. So we'll see. This could be a good time to rest Bruno Fernandez. and maybe bring him off uh, the bench if you need him based on halftime or how the score is going, whatever the situation is. I will say that both home results in the knockout rounds for Manchester United, 0-0 against Real Sociedad and 1-1 against AC Milan. So, so maybe it draws on the cards. The last four Europa League games – for for Manchester United under two and a half goals Granada coming off a big win the weekend Real Valladolid away from home that is a pretty big win against a tough opponent and uh, that broke a four game losing streak for them so different form I think Manchester United is going to have a little bit too much class I think Granada's road ends here very similar to Porto uh in the Champions League and and uh we might see that uh for some other Champions League teams but I would say that uh this looks like it's Manchester United before I give my odds I want to hear your guys' thoughts Nico you go first
0: yeah, Nico, go. Because obviously, as the Golazo show host, you've uh, seen this from the very beginning. How do you see Manchester United, not just in this game, but in the tournament so far?
1: Yeah, so Manchester United are clearly the favorites, especially the way that they have just begun picking up steam. And this steam is really freaking hot. Um, I think they look good at the moment. They are very convincing um, with, with the way that they're playing. This is... I'd say the best we've ever seen Manchester United under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And I think the most convincing we've seen Manchester United post Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, And I think that says a lot. Look, if they can win the Europa League, I know that's going back to the standard. Maybe not the standard, but the heights that Mourinho set... Um, it's not saying too much because United is used to the glory of of the biggest glory that that you can achieve, which is winning Prem, winning Champions League. So um, obviously it's not the ideal place where United fans and United as a club wants to be at. But considering the way that this season is going and considering that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has not won a trophy yet, winning Europa League, you know, it, it is, I think now becomes... A priority, of course, being a Manchester United, part of the Manchester United uh, club, you can't choose which trophy you want to win, where you want to compete. You have to compete and try to win everything. But um, it's a great opportunity for the club. You know, they've been fighting right under Manchester City, and, and that's something to applaud Again, this goes back to the whole thing. Great clubs don't want to come in second ever, but um, they've they've been able to stay competitive and and beat a lot of teams in the Premier League and show uh, what they've got, kind of flex their muscles a little bit. And I think a, a nice end to the season for them is coming close to City on, on the table. I don't think that they'll be able to win the Prem, but... Um, going through and, and winning the Europa League. And, and it sucks to say that this is the end of the road for Granada because they are the ultimate underdog in this competition. But with a 2-0 lead and then at Old Trafford, I mean, it's it's just going to be a nice night for Granada that's going to go all out. They're going to go ham in this game against Manchester United. They have nothing to lose. This is the farthest they've ever gotten in European football. Of course, it's the first ever European campaign. So uh, it's going to be a fun match, nevertheless. But... United have got too much for Granada.
0: They have too much. And also, Jimmy, the other thing about this game as well is that, and listen, from the very beginning of the season, we have been like really like, what is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer all about? Because at the beginning of the season, there was a lot of Jekyll and Hyde, right? Obviously, good performances, bad performances, good performances. So we never knew what to predict. 2021 has seen a little bit more of a consistent match. Today. And like Nico said, like it really does look like the best they have been under Ole Gunnar I the best thing they can do, and I have them winning the whole thing, the whole Europa League, just because of that moment. And Granada, listen, you should be so proud of what you've done. It's incredible. I mean, you were in the second division not so long ago, and this is your debut in the Europa League, and look how far you've come, but there's just too much talent. I will say, though, and that's to Jimmy's point about Spanish sides and Manchester United. Um, Spanish sides have only lost once uh, against Manchester United at Old Trafford in the last sort of 10 uh, appearances in the Europa League, uh, or just European competition. So there's something to think about that. When you mentioned about Real Sociedad, etc. So I, I'm curious to see what betting tips you have here, because, um, obviously United is the favorite, but is it going to be a complete route or are we going to see a little bit of a struggle?
2: No, I don't think it's going to be a route by any stretch of the imagination. I think given the results that I just mentioned with them winning the first leg against Real Sociedad 4-0 in the knockout rounds when they first started and then going back to Old Trafford and just doing what they needed to do, it wasn't pretty, it wasn't aesthetically pleasing. I actually want all ninety minutes of my life back after watching that <laughs> game, but, but it was it was a 0-0 result and they they just grinded it out. And I expect that they're going to try to do the same And just get out of the game. Let's just get through these 90 minutes. Let's survive and let's just move on. My big fear for Granada, and I do want to give a a hat tip or a shout out to Diego Martinez, their manager, who has since taken over the job, gotten them from the second division, as you say, into the first division and then into Europe and now into the knockout rounds. And it's nothing short of amazing. And if he's not up for manager of the year, it would be a real, real shame. Um, So hopefully he'll be considered for that, no no matter what happens with this result. Because Granada is going to have to go ham, to Nico's point, I think that sets up well for Manchester United to counter. And Mason Greenwood is in good form right now. If Rashard plays, if Fernandez plays, those guys will crush you on the break. I think Van de Beek might get the start as opposed to Fernandez. He's another guy, though, that can make that 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 final. Wouldn't pass.
0: that be amazing, Jimmy Conrad? It would Bruno be amazing. Fernandez is not going to play? That's, oh
2: my! That's it's but, speculated. Let's see. I doubt it. I'm sure he'll play, and he's he's a robot. The guy just plays every single game. Because
0: Nico, right? by the way, here at Cagolasso, I feel we feel that there are three Bruno Fernandeses. Actually, and they're all just don't, being don't, don't. like substituted every time because he like uh, social uses him like every single. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like his best man at his son's wedding or whatever. It's just he uses them everywhere all the time. If he doesn't start, I'll be very surprised.
2: I, I'd be surprised too, but there is some... Um... A good opportunity that you could rest him here, at least for that first half, like I said, and see kind of how the game's going before you bring him in. And then you could save him because if you're going to get into the semifinals, you have all these other games going on. It's important that he's yeah, available. I,
1: I agree with Jimmy. I think we're going to see not the a lineup for Manchester United. We're going to see a couple of, of, of changes here and there. They've got Burnley at the weekend, which is a winnable game for Manchester United and then, you know, you got to look forward for not only these next two weeks, the semifinal is huge. I think you want to come out with your strongest team in the semifinal if you're either facing Udoma or Ajax.
2: Yeah, no, I agree with you, Nico, on that. So it's interesting. We'll see. Ole Gunnar always surprises us with his lineups, but – uh here, here's what I got with a specific bets in this game, and then we can get into our La Fiesta Parliesta, the, the parley parte, as I like to say.
1: <laughs> La fiesta parliesta.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so so, like I said before, the last four Europa League games have seen under two and a half goals for Manchester United. And in only three of Granada's last 10 Europa League games have they seen over three goals. So I really like the under, and actually it's plus one hundred. Under two and a half goals is plus one hundred. I feel really good about that. I don't I don't think we're gonna see over over th- uh, two and a half goals. However, if you like United to win in under two and a half goals, that's plus two fifty-five. I don't think Renata's going to get a result here, or they might get a draw, but I don't think they're going to win. So, I could, the draw in the under is four twenty. But, but those are things I would consider. What I really, really like though is the under two and a half goals plus one hundred. I like that value a lot.
0: All right. Well, listen. Let's let let's just let's just let's start the party right now. I mean, okay, we I, see we see Manchester United winning this. Yes.
2: I, I, yeah. Honestly, so so last week, right? We said. There was probably going to be one draw out of the four games, and there Don't was. Don't
0: tell me it's this one.
2: I'm not saying that. I just think we okay. should potentially consider it given the I fact mean, that, that that United have drawn their last two in the knockout rounds at look, Old Trafford. Nico, when, you, whenever,
1: you, didn't, you didn't mind just Manchester United win, yes? So, So, yeah. so w- whenever I do parlays, I kind of do like very little money. I'll put like one or two bucks
2: down. Oh, no, we're talking 10 M- bucks okay. back there. Don't look worry. At the big, look at the big spender over here.
1: No, no, but l- listen. So, if I were to do a parlay, I think my my crazy result or my sneaky result would be a draw between Granada and Manchester United. Right, now
0: you're just making it ring. Really- that,
1: that'll boost up my parlay. But if I want to play it safe, of course, I think. And, and all logic applied, Manchester United should take care of this game against Granada, even if Granada go hang.
0: Nico, hermano, uh, you're betting two bucks. Live a little. It's fine. (laughs) You you can go for a Manchester United win.
2: All right. So, so I just think there's going to be one draw out of the four games for okay. sure. And so last, we'll, last week we had James Bench convince us that it wasn't going to be Arsenal. Arsenal are going to win. And of course they drew because that's what Arsenal does. But I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I think Arsenal's going to draw. I think Arsenal's going to draw. And then we then we, re, we relented and let James Bench drive it. And anyway, I the room anyway.
0: So do we keep, so we save it for a second and then we just, let's talk about Arsenal right now then. So, uh, okay, You know, uh, the, it's a one-all result. It wasn't a good performance. Obviously, Arsenal fans, as always, uh, went crazy after this game. Uh, you know, it was disappointing. What do you see here?
2: I think it's there's a bad sign for Arsenal fans here just because Slavia Prague in particular are undefeated. At home this season, in all competitions. They haven't lost anything the whole season. Nothing. they coming off a big win against Sparta Prague this weekend, 2-0. El Clásico. The, but, the yeah, Czech just, Clásico. The Czech Clásico. 17-point gap now at the top. They're undefeated. They're, they're going to be invincible, potentially, this season in the Czech League. Everything's going right for them right now. They they Here's the bad sign, though, for Arsenal in particular. They drew the first leg against Rangers and Leicester. And then had to go to away away from home and get results, right? And so that's uh, interesting. Um, to to I just think Slavia Prague has got something, and Arsenal obviously are going to Arsenal in some capacity. <laughs> they, they they Odegaard. I don't know if he's going to be risked in this one. It looks like Saka and Martinelli are going to come back. They came off a big win against Sheffield United on the weekend when Lacazette scores two against who?
0: Exactly. Operative words. Okay. All right. All right.
2: That's fine. But confidence is still confidence. I mean, look, uh, Arsenal, Arsenal had the easiest group, I think, in Europa League history, by the way, and scored like 75 goals. But they still in the competition. I just think that Slavia Prague just punches back in a different way. It's just a matter if they want to show up and, and they're going to kick. And obviously the news came out uh, today that uh, Kudela got banned for for 10 games for that racist uh, slur against Camara Kamara. and Kamara got banned for three games. Yeah, dude. I don't know how far we want to go down that rabbit hole. That is, that yeah. is unbelievable that he got banned for just reacting to somebody saying yeah. something racist to him. That, yeah. that, that's a terrible precedent to, to set in my opinion. Yeah. Um, But if we just want to focus on this game, I'm happy to take that discussion there, but, but if we just want to focus on this game, I kind of like the draw here. There's just, and this is the one where I feel like there could be a draw. And maybe, I don't know if it's 0-0, right? Because that'll send Slavia Prague through. If it's 1-1, it goes to extra time, right? And then obviously if it's 2-2, Arsenal will go through. So I, I, I just, Slavia Prague just has a different gravy. That's my buzzword for whatever reason this week, but a different <laughs> gravy in the Europa League at home. Well, even in all competitions, they're just, they got something. And even if Kudela isn't playing, he hadn't played the last two weeks anyway because he was hurt. You know, they still found a way to have success. I, the 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 draw straight up is plus 250. I'm just gonna go there uh, right away, and and I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be this is gonna be an interesting one for me. No David Luiz. No no Tierney. Aubameyang uh, apparently is doubtful due to some sickness. As I said, Martinelli and Saka were still questionable, even though I think they're gonna start or at least be available. Odegaard I think's out. Smith Rose questionable as well. Yeah, Saka just- played left back on the weekend against the the team that doesn't matter according to Nico Contour. So so I, yeah, I yeah. you know it just depends. I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean they have. Some options. I will say, though, just as a keeping an eye on Abdallah Sima, the 19-year-old striker up for for uh, Slavia Prague, he leads them in goals in the Europa League. Him to score any times, plus 333. And I think if Arsenal feels like they need to press at any point and, and leave themselves vulnerable in the back, I think Sima could take advantage.
0: 333. That's very good for, yeah. for the leading scorer for their club. Nico, what do you think here? And Arsenal, by the way, faced Fulham this weekend as well. So, you know, relatively speaking, it's an, it's an easy game, you know, uh, in the Premier League. Nico, what do you think about uh, Arsenal and Slavia Prague?
1: Arsenal's coming up to face their toughest test of the season, not even football-wise. This is the game that will hand them the biggest amount of pressure. Um, it's winner bust for Arsenal because they're not making Champions League. They're not making top four. They're not making European positions at the end of the season. They have to win the Europa League if they want to play European football. And with all due respect to Arsenal, they haven't been convincing enough for the season. Um, they can dish out a couple wins here or there. Um, for example, North London Derby, that was a, a, a good win for them. But... Uh, they've been, how, how they like saying over here in, in England, a little bit dodgy, which is sketchy <laughs> in the sense that, that, for example, let's talk about the first leg in which they could have sealed the deal several times and they just couldn't score the whole Obama Yang, you know, for example, a couple of weeks ago, not getting to the team bus on time, not starting. Um, he's kind of on a dry spell right now, La Gazette, you know, now he's on the up. Um, don't get me wrong. They have quality. They have a lot of um, a, a lot of good players. But when I, I feel like when we talk about Premier League teams, we tend to overlook what's on the other side. And Slavia Prague has been really good this season, mind you. They they just just. Pulled the emergency brake on a Leicester bus that was that was traveling with a decent amount of speed. And, and somehow they managed to just stop it um, with good game management, with 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 clutch performances, then go to Rangers and take care of Rangers. Their team is is a good competitive team with a fighting spirit i mean you have Nikolai stanchu who's killing it at the moment you got peter i mean you've got abdallah sima um it, it, it's a team holish who scored on the first leg that 90 minute goal the one like with from the corner scored at the weekend against uh sparta Prague. so he's hot as well this is not a team to be underestimated whatsoever and i would even venture out to say that Slavia Prague will qualify to the final
0: Well, if they do that, if they reach the semifinals, it'll be for the first time since 1995, 1996, and when they made it to the last four of the UEFA Cup yeah. before losing to Bordeaux, of course. And to echo uh, Nico's point, Slavia Prague has just lost one of their last 10 European games after losing six of their eight before that. They're on a roll. They're looking good. They're at home. Arsenal's dodgy. Uh, what are we <laughs> thinking, Jimmy, with betting tips here? Uh, before we move on, because we still got two more games up. Sure,
2: this. sure. I would say, you know, just so everybody knows, it's plus three hundred and sixty for for Slavia Prague to win straight up here, uh, the, I, which I think is tremendous value, by the way. But just to say, Arsenal, to everybody's points, um, they have their backs against the wall. If they do want to qualify for the Champions League. They know they have to win this competition. I think there will be some desperation. We saw it against Benfica, where all of a sudden mm-hmm. they were up, and then they were down, and then and then they they. They came out and showed. They showed some character this season in a lot of different games. So I think they have some backbone, as we like to say. So I think their draw feels feels good for me at least. Plus 250 there. And then it's minus 125 to Arsenal. All right. we well, so, so like, the, that draw. Parlay, I like though, the draw. I like the
0: draw. You like the draw. All right. I like the so draw. We're building that parlay. We've talked about maybe a draw with Manchester United. We thought maybe a draw with Arsenal. Something has to give, guys. Uh, so we need to just start building this one here. All right. So what do we think? About the draw for this one, Nico Cantor, the Arsenal Slavia Prague.
1: Sure, I'll take it. I mean, I want to venture out on my parlay. I'm putting Slavia Prague to winner, or maybe just even Slavia Prague to qualify, which also, you know, you got the zero zero in hand, the 1-1 one, one to go to extra time and then, or maybe even Slavia Prague winning penalty kicks. So you got a little bit more working in your favor. Sure, sure. I would, I mean, Slavia, I. I if it was my parlay with my $2, I'd, <laughs> I, I'd be putting Slavia Prague to qualify.
0: Ooh, going all the way to the bank with that one. No, but listen, this is a collective parlay. We have to come together. Okay,
1: I'll, I'll take the draw. I'll See, take the draw. There
0: you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'll take the draw. So let's say, okay. let's say it's a draw in this game. What it. are we thinking Manchester United, Granada?
2: I, I say United to win. If if you just want those two teams in the parlay, it's plus 406. Nico is uh, nodding.
0: I'm nodding. Let's do it. Manchester United win. Slavia Prague Arsenal draw. We're getting somewhere here. All right. Let's go to, oh, the thing is, though, if Arsenal don't go through, right? My dream of Unai Emery getting one over <laughs> Arsenal is over. Villarreal against Dinamo Zagreb. What do you see here, Jimmy? Uh, Villarreal, Unai Emery, I want that man in the final once again.
2: Yeah, I'll make this quick. I think Unai Emery is a genius when it comes to this competition in particular. I think he knows how to handle it. I think he knows how to motivate his players. They have a 100% home record this season in the Europa League, but they just lost at home this past weekend to Osasuna 2-1, which was a bit of a shock result given that they're still trying to fight for top six and all that stuff, so... Obviously, they're probably looking ahead to this one to make sure that they lock it in and get into the semifinals. It's minus 200 for Villarreal to win straight up. That's not that much fun. Minus 126 for the clean sheet. Again, not too much fun. Uh, I'm kind of leaning to Villarreal and both teams to score plus 255 if I'm looking at this specifically. I think Zagreb does have something. I I would be really surprised if they got... Uh, two consecutive games, 180 minutes without scoring. Cause I do think they have a little something to them. And obviously they had to, right. They were down two zero to, to Spurs and they scored three in leg two to, to come through. I think they're going to get a goal, but I just think via real, every time I watch them play, they are so professional and, and Gerard Moreno's just having one right now, uh, nice. coming out of 2021. And, you got Baca up top or Chukwesi or Alcacer. I mean, they just got so many different options. Danny Pereo pulling the strings in the midfield. I like I like Villarreal to do the business. I'm just trying to find you guys some good value. I like Villarreal for the parlay to win straight up, no question. But I do think that Zagreb could show a little sign of life, get a goal, and then that puts a little pressure on Villarreal to go get two. Uh, but that's plus 255. I, I, I talked my way into that one a little bit. But again, this is just for your consideration. With regard to parlay, I think Villarreal wins, no question.
1: Nico, what do you see? I think Villarreal is a very professional team that knows how to take care of business. Uh, We saw it against Red Bull Salzburg. Whenever they got their buttons pushed, they reacted and ping, ping, ping into the next round. Dynamo Kiev, they didn't even let Dynamo Kiev breathe for like five seconds. They took care of business in Ukraine and then they finished them off at home. Um, Now they faced up against a team that has a lot of fight in them, uh, in Dynamo Kiev. Excuse me, Dinamo Zagreb. And uh, I would agree with Jimmy that I think it's a little bit strange to see this type of team go 180 minutes without scoring. I mean, look, you have Mislav Orsic that was the one that scored the hat-trick against Spurs and, and he's hot at the moment. But there are two players that are questionable for Dinamo Zagreb in Gavranovic and Petkovic. Not too sure if they're going to be playing tomorrow. Um, those are the next two top goal scorers on the team. But then you got this kid called Lovro Maier. Um, He's a young talent. Worth number 10 for Dinamo Zagreb. So keep an eye out for him. They created, they were close to Villarreal's goal. They actually got a goal. It was called back because an offside. They are a, competitive team they are offensive they know how to defend they know how to attack they're they're i would say quite complete for for a croatian team um considering that we don't normally see Croatian teams at this stage um I like both teams to score uh if, if we're doing a, a parlay but Villarreal real for me again takes care of business and um on the show we were doing our brackets last week I've got Villarreal winning the whole thing
0: the whole thing. Wow. Well, in UEFA Europa League history, only once previously has a Spanish side been eliminated from a from a two-legged knockout uh, tie when winning the first leg away from home from 20 previous such instances. Uh, Real Betis out to Sevilla. So Villarreal has this through historically, just performance-wise, uh, but I do agree. I think that this Croatian team will score. It's just that Villarreal will do one over that one. So we can add Villarreal to the parlay. I don't know if that's going to affect it that much, Jimmy. It does.
2: It does. It jumps up from plus 405
0: to plus 658.
2: Oh, thanks, William Hill.
0: Yeah, Yeah, boom. All right, well, let's end it then. Let's end it with the final game, which is a good one. Uh, Roma against Ajax. Jimmy, who would have thought? I really thought, wow, Roma got one away from home against Ajax who were on a roll. They went 2-1 and now they're hosting the dutch side what what do we have here
2: so this game i don't know if you guys saw it or remember it there's no way that ajax sh- should have lost this game there's uh, no way they should have lost that game they, they they were up 1-0 they're complete control if you look at the expected goals if you guys are stat geeks like we are you know it's it's just so one sided and and they're up 1-0 ajax complete control they lose or they miss a penalty. Dusan Tadic misses a penalty. And then their goalkeeper, their third string goalkeeper, who's going to start this one as well, which makes me a little wary of the result here. He makes a big error on a free kick. That gives Roma a little bit of belief and they score late on a set piece. They had no right to win it. And it completely upset me because I would have hit my parlay if Ajax won, like they should have. So... Oh man, I'm a little frustrated on that. So they crushed me a little bit. Ro- Roma, I will say, here's some fun facts for you guys to consider. Roma have not lost in any of their five home games in this competition this season. Have only conceded two goals in those five, but Ajax have overturned two of their last three European ties when trailing from the first leg. That's right. Uh, yeah, so so that's interesting for me. Also, another one to consider, only one draw in Roma's last 11 games in all competitions. And I find that very interesting.
0: Yeah, very interesting. And by the way, word up to... uh Jeko who has scored more goals in European competition uh, than any other player. And we're talking about Francesco Totti as well, by the way. So that's pretty impressive. All right, Nico, what do you see in this game? 2-1, all right? Can Ajax uh, overturn this? Obviously, we agree that they were the better team. It's just that they didn't come out with the result. What do you think?
1: I think Ajax can overturn it. Roma's season is on the line right now. Roma is uh, not a, a consistent team and i think Paolo fonseca has his back against the wall and italian press has constantly reminded its readers that uh this is make or break for Paolo fonseca if he makes champions league all, that's amazing and and he'll have another four or another another whole year of of making um of, of making money as a roma coach but this is going to be <laughs> this is make or break for him. And, and I mean, talking about make for break, I think we should also kind of put an asterisk there that it might be make or break for, um, for Mikel Arteta as well. Um, So they have to win. Roma has to win. Um, But I do think Ajax has more quality than Roma. This Roma team has been very erratic. Um, But, Mkhitaryan is back, yes. um, and Pellegrini is is uh, playing well. And if you push comes to shove, finally have Veretou is also back. He's been back for at least a week now, but Roma has their strongest team to put onto the field, which is obviously going to cause some concern. And if they can grind it out and get a result, I wouldn't be surprised. But I do think the better team in this draw is Ajax, obviously that missed penalty kick by Dusan Tavich kind of just opened Pandora's box. I, I I thought the obvious winner in that game would have been Ajax, but not only the missed penalty kick, but then the goalkeeping mistake. And, you know, if, if that free kick doesn't go in, I would even say Ajax would have held on to win anyway. I
2: agree. I agree.
1: So um, that's football for you. And look, and they scored a golazo to make it 2-1. I mean, if I'm doing my parlay, I'm avoiding this game because it's so tricky giving, you know, trying to predict, uh, I think, the game that can give you the most unpredictable result. Um, But if I want to go out on a limb, I would say Ajax to at least win. So they can win 1-0 and they wouldn't go through, right? Yeah, yeah. 1-0. No, because
0: two away game. goes from Roma. So they wouldn't need two. Yeah, it would probably need to be, I would imagine, I, I think it's going to be exactly the same result, but only the other way around. And then it goes into extra time and then we, and then we see what happens. But uh, I'm with you. This is a really tricky one Let's to try you. to, Craig what, you, what do you And also, by the way, uh, Nico talking about Serie A for a second. Roma are seven. Uh, no Champions League, forget about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, they need, that's another team that needs to win Europa League. They
0: have to win. It's like literally, it's the Arsenal trajectory. It's the Arsenal narrative. It's the whole thing. All right, Jimmy, what, do you, what, what are the lines? So, of, of so, I so,
2: win? Yeah, well, okay. If, uh, before I get to the parlay, I just want to say from an individual bet, I'm just trying to find some good stuff for you guys on William Hill. And what I found, and it really speaks to what Nico said about just avoiding this in general, you can get pretty good value at looking at uh, uh, both teams to score and no mm-hmm. draw. Both teams to score, no draw, plus one seventeen. Okay, probably the best that I could find. Now, also like Dusan Tadic, I had him. I, that's the bet I hit last Europa League with Dusan Tadic to get an assist last game, plus two twenty five. Now he's down to plus one thirty eight to get an assist. The bookies are on to him, by the way. But him to score hmm. anytime as well it's plus plus one twenty five. I think he's going to want to totally redeem himself. To borrow a quote from Dumb and Dumber, and try to get a, a <laughs> goal in this one. Now, with regard to to parlay, if we have, what did you say?
0: Let's say Manchester United win. I Arsenal and Slavia Prague draw. Yes. Roma, no, sorry, Ajax to win.
2: Ajax to win with all oh. those and Villarreal to win.
0: And Villarreal to win. Yes, yeah, sorry.
2: So if we bet hundred bucks, we'd win seventeen hundred.
0: See, that's pretty good. It's,
2: it's, that's okay. so that, that gets, in, that gets gonna, into the that gets into the craziness. That but if we bet ten, we win one hundred and seventy. If we want to go that route, obviously. I'm I'm, I'm going to put. Well, I don't know if Nico like, wants I'm, to
0: go further than two bucks, Nico. I'm,
1: Two dollars. <laughs> Two dollars on those on those four. Yeah, I have it right here. I'm, I, my bet is Slavia Slavia Arsenal draw. Yes. Yeah. Roma Ajax Ajax. Yes. Villarreal Dinamo Zagreb Villarreal. Yes. Uh-huh. Manchester United Granada Granada. Oh, we have oh. Manchester
0: United. What do you have Granada?
1: Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Manchester United Granada. Manchester United as well. And
2: Manchester.
0: And what's that? What do you? What, what, what was the final for that? You you said already, Jimmy. Right? I forgot.
2: Yeah, I got, well, that would be, yeah, for $2, that would pay 34 bucks.
0: Okay, yep. there you go. You can have, uh, what, uh, the way that uh, pints are costing these days. Uh, uh, you know, now that England <laughs> like is one, opening. One and, and is <laughs> yeah. one and a half beers. <laughs> that's a good one, though. Uh, I like that. I, I Listen, I, I'm with you. I think Roma Ajax is the trickiest one to figure out. It is. But but if you can, you know, gamble a little bit, you might that's, you might get something that's out. That's
2: why it's called gambling, everybody.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that was it. That was our Europa League preview. Jimmy Conrad, always good. And Nico Cantor, such a pleasure to have you on the show by the way jimmy conrad on twitter instagram nico cantor one there's only one nico cantor nico cantor one on twitter following well, him clearly
1: wasn't i had to put that number one for uh, me i don't me care who that. No,
2: you're number <laughs> one in our hearts too yeah nico.
0: i don't even care who that other one is just send me his address and, I, and i'll take care of it nico cantor one on twitter by the way the Golasso show host as well paramount plus Any final words about anything as we look ahead to the rest of the week? Let's begin with you, Nico Cantor. Anything else you want to talk about?
1: No, I think that's about it. We've covered all our bases. Be grateful, be happy, be lively, and sing and dance and
0: and (laughs) enjoy your football. Especially if that bet hits. Especially.
1: (laughs) Jimmy Conrad, final words.
2: No, just an honor to uh, share these microphones with you guys talking about the beautiful game. And I hope uh, everybody enjoyed listening and I look forward to the weekend preview that's coming up. And of course, our recaps for everything else.
0: Yeah, because you know what? MLS is coming very soon. I love it. Uh, Nico, thank you so much, brother. Thank you, guys. Jimmy Conrad, always a pleasure.
2: Always a pleasure, Luis. Hey,
0: everybody. I want to thank Nico Cantor and Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review and ask us a question. It really helps us to grow the show. We're on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash que golazo, CBSports.com, Twitter, que pod. Have a great, great rest of your week.